podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Exclusive listening with 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And the final scoreline from Celtic Park this afternoon, Celtic 2, Motherwell 1. This is Tino, I'm joined today by Miff and Kenny from the Celtic Exchange. It's a game that early on looked like it could have finished 6-0, by the end it could have finished 2 each, but it did finish 2-1. Miff, what was your thoughts? I thought we played well for an hour. I had the game finished 3 or 4-0 to Celtic. I thought job done it would have reflected the balance of play and how dominant Celtic were. Um, the goal that we conceded was... A bit of a joke, to be honest. I, I, I'm not really having a, a ball hit by a player's weak foot drifting fairly slowly over our goalkeeper's head when he's two yards off the line and under the bar. I think it's just it's an absolute shocker, if I'm being honest. But that then creates the chaos of the, of the last 10-15 minutes. And my conclusion would be that it would have been a travesty if Motherwell had got anything out of the game based on the amount of possession and chances that Celtic had. I thought the Motherwell keeper made some excellent saves. And really, we should have won more comfortably. Yeah. Kenny, where are you on that uh, goal we conceded, first of all? Did you think Bain could have done better? I think Bain, at times, doesn't know whether to come for a ball or doesn't know whether to stay in his line and ends up doing neither. He was guilty of that. And for the goal? I, I, I think with the goal, you just put your hand up and save it. I don't <laughs> think, you know, there's no decision to make. You're in goals, use your hand, save yeah. it. It just, it just adds to the absolute calamity that is the goalkeeper and situation. The, and, the, and the dying death of the game, it's the exact same. Again, the ball comes into the box and he doesn't know whether to come for it or, or stand in his line. But as you see, the guy just staunt, staunt, seems to saunter right through the middle of us and then it's a, it's a nothing shot that just ends up in the net. It's a mm. strange one. I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I thought could have went one or two ways. It did take a wicked deflection and I suppose only Scott Bain will know how wicked that was. But Wicked? Wicked. I think you're being very wicked. generous there, Tino. Very yeah. generous. We'll watch, we'll watch it again in super slow-mo and we'll see. Kenny Miff uh, said there it would have been a, a travesty had Motherwell got anything from the game. Do you agree with that? And what Miff also said was it should have been comfortable, but that is how you're feeling at the moment with Celtic. You're feeling uncomfortable. Regardless of whether they're scoring two goals, regardless of scoring four goals, you're just waiting for the, the roof to, to collapse at any moment. We're a big bag of nerves. I'm a bag I, of nerves watching them and I think the players are all a bag of nerves. <laughs> well, that's the type of season that is, you know, because... The decisions that we've made that have led us to this point creates that anxiety because you've seen some of the players' faces seeing the replay when it's um, coming for the behind the opposite stand and you One just see the, bo- you see the ball slowly just drifting and looking over Bain's head and you see two or three of the players turn around and going, ah, oh, that is if so, yeah. here we go again. They've, yeah. they've put all that effort into the game, dominated the game. I think Muller went up the park three, four times by that point. Campbell has kind of stumbled through a couple of tackles. The full thing's just a shambles. And he's turned around and, and fair play to him, you know, he's trying to drive his team on. He's had a dip. When you consider the, the quality chances that we've had, the quality saves the keepers made at the opposite end, and we give a goal away so cheaply for absolutely nothing. I mean, you can barely even say Motherwell had to earn it. He's had a speculative effort, 20 yards for goal, and it's just sailed aimlessly over our keeper's head. A keeper who only last week was backed to the hilt by the manager. Let's remember, we won the game, but I think it's just endemic of how the seasons went and the decisions that have been made by the manager. Yeah, we've seen it so many times this season, uh, or maybe not as many times as we liked actually, but we have dominated a lot of fixtures, but just not had the, the killer touch. And, and it can always come back to bite you and they say that, you know, 1-0 and 2-0 are dangerous scorelines in football and, and that's where we were today. There were several chances and actually not, you know, extremely poor finish or anything of that nature maybe a bit unlucky I think the Motherwell goalie has made some brilliant saves there and it could very easily 
you know, after an hour being three, four, even five now Celtic, and I really don't think I'm getting carried away by that. Aye, no, but well, the positives for me are Mother will come into the, the game in good form. Uh, Alexander's certainly got them organised, seem to get the, the new manager bounces, often happens. The new manager bounce that we all probably hoped that we would have had by <laughs> now, but exactly hey, that's need. a completely different matter. Um, so it's not like, if you look at other teams that have came, like Levy, like St. Johnson, that have been on a bit of a run, they've come away with Par- from Parkhead with some. You were looking at that game today, thinking St. Byrne as well, including that as well. Um, so you're looking at that game today thinking, well, if Mother will come here or organise with their game plan, you could uh, you could have seen that game easily end in a draw. I'm talking yeah. about before the game. Mm-hmm. You'd have said, that, that's just a season. Mother will have came, shut up shop, frustrated as we've had no ideas. However, we looked like a team with ideas today. You know, Edward again looked like he was at it. You know, he was sharpening about the box. Ajeti looks like somebody who, if you feed him in the box, he'll score. The problem is that, you know, when there's eight, nine bodies congested between the... Um, the D, the 18 yard, it's, it's hard for him to get any space. I thought Taylor had a really good game, um, continuing his robust tactic, he wearing down the opposition fullback by hitting him with the ball consistently. <laughs> John Joe Kenny as well, I think uh, Willie McStay, who went down an absolute storm um, with, with my mates the day, I think uh, a few of them, few of them get their first afternoon siesta in quite, 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 yeah. quite a long time. One, insightful one, though, I'll defend him, he was fit, One fit Willie, he had a lot of good things to say, it was just the, the way that he said them. But he actually picked up on the timing of John Joe Kenny's runs going forward, which I thought was a great point because rather than already being there, when the ball was getting played into the midfielders, Kenny was arriving late and a couple he actually could have scored keeper good made an excellent save. But also a couple of great deliveries in there was one Turnbull actually hit his shoulder. It was a great kind of flat delivery into the near post where Turnbull's just tried to get the flick on it. There was just a bit more it was a bit more dynamic today. Yeah. I, th- I, I thought the, the first half was all about the the two fullbacks actually, and I don't know if it was because Motherwell played so you know so narrowly, um, mm-hmm. and it created that space out there. I thought both Taylor and Kenny were great out wide. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that about Taylor, but I'm you know I'm half jesting. Obviously, he does do it every week, but by the same token, he had a lot of good deliveries today. Look to pick his man out. The, the thing that frustrates me most about Taylor is he's maybe get fifty yards to run, and he he turns back and gives it to somebody standing five yards away from. I, him. Just drive into the space. I thought mm-hmm. both uh, him and Kenny played the ball into the inside channel quite a lot, and Kenny done it a wee bit better than what Taylor done at times. Yeah. And he, he kept finding Edward in the edge of the box and other players in the edge of the box as well. But I, I, th- I really like the look at Kenny. I think he's a good find. I thought Kenny was excellent, particularly in the first half, and I thought him and Rodgers linked up well. He was an out ball for Rodgers on several occasions, and he fizzes in at the striker very, very well. Um, but yeah, I think John John Joe Kenny was very involved first half, less so second half. Question is, is he very, very similar to his opposite number, Stephen O'Donnell? Should we just have signed Stephen O'Donnell? I thought they were both pretty effective today in very, very similar uh, ways. I, I would argue, well, O'Donnell's got pedigree because he's you know he's been playing international football and he was a stalwart for a very good Kilmarnock team over the past you know two or three years. I think signing Kenny, Kenny's probably got a bit more scope to... Continue to improve. He's had the experience of playing in Germany. He was on loan at Schalke last year. Lennon always likes kind of height in his team. Uh-huh. And I think that was the reason why Beaton was playing when, when Welsh was available. Um, Ayer getting moved out to right back allowed him to play Duffy and, you know, Beaton. But as that proved, it didn't make any difference to her ability to defend set pieces. So bringing in somebody like Kenny, who he's just a good fullback, he's dynamic, he gets forward, he gets back, I'm all for it. I, I, I wouldn't have been against signing O'Donnell. O'Donnell and Gallagher were mooted at the start of the the transfer window it was almost like it was a done deal they were going to come in people were pretty sniffy about it Kenny I and I've mentioned this yeah, before yeah. you know as you've seen for O'Donnell today O'Donnell's a good solid right back he is he's he, a good solid he was actually pretty involved in the, the goal the Mullow scored he's he's kind of flicked it inside with his heel to create the space for uh, Campbell so that aside as well I thought he had a pretty steady game him and Kenny as I said had very similar matches and yeah you could argue that both could do a good job and it will remain to be seen whether 
Kenny's just here for the loan and he moves on or we get him He looks very year. strong in the tackle. There was one point he, he was right in the corner and he won the ball and he broke from it and the tumble went, ended up playing it out to Taylor but he's, he seems very, you know, going like to run really hard. I like him but we were all saying the same about Laxalt when he first started as well if you remember and then that he's, um, dynamic play quickly get coached right out of him. Yeah. Um, the, the person I would mention today partly because you just love to see him playing well is Big Rogic. Rogic just, yeah. with, with, with those feet, I, I, he's just the type of player I love watching. The, as, as, I, as I term him, the council's a Dan. He just gets the ball in, you know, on the half turn, he's got lovely quick feet. It's, see when he's got a game like today, the game that he played up front was against Livy or Hibs. Livy, I think it was. He was a mile off it, ball's bouncing off his knee, shin. See today, he was on it, receiving the the way he receives the ball on the half turn the difference that he made creating that you know when it's a game where it's compact loads of bodies in the one area like it normally is at home at Celtic Park and Rogic can find those wee pockets of Aye. space and get on the turn it makes a huge difference and it makes the opposition kind of step off you and give you that wee bit of space because they don't want to get too tight to him and that in terms of being able to dominate the ball at home, I think makes a huge difference. When Rogic is on his game, he is somebody who knows how to use his body, knows how to use his space, and can just kind of drive the play forward. Yeah, and you've seen that today, how many kind of aye. It takes the, it takes the pressure off Tumble a wee bit as well, because yep. it's not yep. it's not all on Tumble to create things, although he does he does look like he's yeah, going to create things. To well. I think what we, we know now is that Tom Rogic, not every game Celtic plays suits Tom Rogic, you know, different games, tight away fixtures, maybe aren't really his cup of tea anymore. But absolutely today, and it's horses for courses, and you know, it's it's a decent selection, I think. He gets slated online, you know, pre match for, for being in the lineup. I thought it was a, a good shout. But but again, that's is that not down to squad management, no team? Again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting back here. It's how we've utilised the squad that is the biggest problem. There is no doubt that there is a very good and capable team to be produced every week from the squad that we have. The problem for me is, I think too often we've just get the, the balance completely wrong, the shape completely wrong, whatever way you want to term it. I was actually really glad to see Ajeti starting again today. I, th- I think it should, on paper, that partnership should work with Edward and Ajeti. It should leave Ajeti in the box and, and let Edward kind of drop off like he did mm-hmm. today yep. and look to get, get that space. Looked a bit more confident today when he was running with the ball, drifting by players. And I don't know if maybe there's been lingering effects even COVID with Edward because the, the willingness has clearly been there when he's been playing you know people will shout out and they'll call him lazy and they'll call him this and that Edward's a very fluent player you know you can tell when everything's all coming together with him the touch he gets on the turn he takes players on very very easily I, just game by game I think you're seeing that coming back I, I thought um, Tuesday night he was excellent against Kelly and I thought again today he, he I thought he played really well for the team his movement was he was all about dropping off to, to leave space for Ajeti and the, the midfielders going by uh, going by him to create space mm-hmm. I thought Taylor as well Taylor is much maligned for, for his use of the ball but when McGregor pulled out wide Taylor was actually making runs into the box which I've not really seen I do too many that. many times before it was almost like he'd, he said no I'll, I'll go and get myself in the box if, if McGregor's going to pick it up so I thought McGregor was a wee bit off it today but as he has been he made one good run in the first half and then he sort of drifted away he made one good run and passed it to their centre half that's right (laughs) but but again again, you talk about his his work rate's not lacking no I I don't think it's just not coming off from this and again I I don't know if he's maybe weighed down by the pressure somebody that's came through at the club means an awful lot to him and and is is ultimately going on to the park let's be honest really disappointed because he knows he's going on to the park just to win that game there's nothing there's nothing to show for it at the end of it because we're we're not going to get anywhere there is an argument he's he is and always has been since he came into the team and ever present. He plays a ridiculous amount of games. I wonder, you know, he seems undroppable and that's not always a positive thing. And I wonder, should they take him out the firing line for a time? Because you've got options between whether it's Christie and Rogic and Sorrow and Brown. 
there's, there's people around there you know, say that can take in you know some of that responsibility I think you rest them just purely in the fact that he must be he, I mean you talk about players being in the red zone the sports science stuff and all that he must be how many games have he played the last yeah. three seasons I mean, if you tallied that up there's also was, mental fatigue it, out with aye, the, the, the physicality he was somebody that Rodgers always went to mm-hmm. you know big games McGregor was always playing and it seems to be the same for, for Lennon with him as well but at some point if, if Brown can be dropped and left out for three four games I don't see any reason why McGregor can't. I also think that would be a position for when, I know he was injured today, but for when he comes back in. Mm -hmm. There was a time in the Rodgers era where it looked like things were going a wee bit stale and we stumbled across a a midfield three of Christie, McGregor and Rogic. And Christie lying a wee bit deeper, I thought, seeing him him a better effect. Just because he can get box to box, he's got the energy, but also playing central. More recently he's been stuck out wide. And I know he gets some stick for having shots and all that. And listen, yeah. you know that's that's the nature of it. I, I've I've been critical of him for that as well. But I think maybe just lying him, allowing him to lie a wee bit deeper, go on the ball, ball yeah. a bit more, maybe dictate the play, drive forward. If you rest rested McGregor for that position and put Chris mm-hmm. in there, I think that would be a, a good place to see Christie yeah. drive the team forward. I, I was replying to a chap on Twitter earlier on uh, this afternoon who suggested that we don't see the best from Christie as a ten, but he could potentially be a decent eight for Celtic because of his work rate. And I agreed with that because I think his end product of recent has been woeful, but he has never lacked industry. He does work hard, he's got good energy. And yeah, there's an argument that maybe a deeper role could suit him if he's going to be here. There's also a, a question I, about I that. know that, but listen, if, if that's the case, then we're all fawning about Kenny. Kenny's not going to be here next season. Or I would doubt he's going to be here next season. So let's just play the best. All we want to see is Celtic winning on the park. So let's get let's get the, the best team on the park to go and win. Yes, we need to think about next season, but clearly if Lennon's still in situ, there's no point in planning for next season because the guy that's taking the team is not going to be there. Yeah. Speaking of Celtic winning on the park, we'll cover some of today's game while, we, while we're here. So uh, obviously a, a brilliant start for Celtic going ahead and inside two minutes and really pleased for Welsh, Ken. I know you're a huge fan, so I'll let you pick up uh, the, the chat here. Really pleased for him to get his goal. Decent spring in the box to get the header. Um, and also yet another assist from David Turnbull. What was yep. your thoughts, Kenny? But I thought the header was, was excellent. He beat two other men in the air. And then I thought from that moment on, he was his interceptions were great. His passion was great. And he Strong just looks, does the basics right, which have been calling out, crying out for for weeks. And I, But it just begs the question, again, the same as Sorrow and Turnbull. How is it taking to now to he plays? Yeah, it's clear that he's a far better option than Duffy at this moment in time. And it, it does beg the question. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think it is the, the, the height thing. We, we I don't him, think you see that though. I, I think I, he's really good in the air. Well, you saw the, the way that he read the ball coming in, the delivery for Turnbull was excellent. Um, and, and Turnbull seems to be really, really consistent in finding that area. You know, so for, for him to attack, you know where to be. Mm-hmm. Turnbull's got to put it in at pace. It's, it's your job then to get in there, get across your, your man and try and get a, an effort at goal. It was an excellent header, excellent start for Celtic. And I, I would just love to see Welsh get a good consistent run of the team because I think he's merited it over the piece even the shambles against Milan and things like that I, I thought he individually had performed well enough to justify a, a yeah. run in the team you know good or bad he's getting the the full roller coaster of experiences this season and, and it, it will stand him in good stead there's some you know it's, it's tough perhaps for a young guy to be in that dressing room but he's come through today man of the match performance he's obviously started the game very well and he's left the pitch with a, a burst lip by the looks of it as well he took an elbow for the cause so credit to him and, and as I say Kenny you've been banging the drum for him but he, he fully justified his selection today moving on to the second goal again how many times have we seen Celtic come up against real you know packed you know tight defences two banks of five or whatever it is at times probe 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 and just have no end product so it was great to see them you know I, I don't know how many passes were in the move but plenty yeah. in and around the box and great to see Edward 
And a finish that's not typical of me usually takes a lot of touches and tries to walk through. I've said, been saying that for weeks as well. I could like like to see him at times just stick his laces through it, and he mm. done that, and he still managed to look at, make it look classy and look make it look like he picked out the the, the corner. And I think he, he did. Yeah, good finish for you, Miff. Excellent play, building up to it as well. But that's the, for Taylor the, as well. Yeah, excellent play, building up on the left hand side, and I think that's basically what we've been missing for the vast majority of this season is that sort of fluency where the players almost done it without thinking. Pass, pass, pass. Beautiful feint and turn for Edward and he's found the bottom corner. And it all came because there was options, there was movement. McGregor played a, a McGregor played part, well part for in that, that as well. Yeah. Um, so th- that fluency doesn't seem to have came naturally this season, whatever the reasons are for that. In the context of today's game, it happened several times and could have resulted in, in more goals. So it was just, it was good to see. And, and I must be honest, that foolishly, I thought we'd put the game to bed and we scored that, but how yeah. how, how more, stupid am I? More fool you, Miff. Um, so but then I, I remembered I was sitting greeting last Saturday when I was watching the St. Byrne game. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously it's early into the second half when Edward makes it 2-0 and uh, I think the 67th minute went to 2-1 and just after that's when we started playing substitute roulette. So Griffiths comes on for Ayeti. Griffiths is the 250th appearance for the club, by the way, not to be dismissed. But yeah, Griffiths comes said, on for Ayeti. He said that we've trimmed as well. Looking, well good, looking good, Griff. He must have tuned in last week and that's fair looking enough. Looking good, Griff. That's, that's why I'm getting my wee shout out. Must be listening to me. Credit to him. But yeah, various substitutes after that. Obviously, uh, El Yunusi comes on, Soro comes on, Laxalt comes on. Why? Is it change for changes' sake? Just on that point, I thought Brown and Taylor were both having good games. Now, you could argue if Taylor's on the part, maybe you know, he wouldn't have been in a position to kick that one off the line at the end. You know, even if I flax out, sliding doors, lads, sliding doors. Mm-hmm. But I thought Taylor and Brown were both playing reasonably well. I, I, and we, we had the control of the game. I don't really see, like, like you, Tino, unless you're, you're quite obviously fatigued, I don't see why you would change that when, you know, Taylor was contributing massively going forward and Brown seemed to be getting the better of the midfield battle that he was having. You know, I, I think Watt and Cole were coming in having a snip at him and then Lisa Campbell was having a snip at him as well. But, that's that's what Brown loves. Yeah, I think the substitutes are very strange. If truth be told, for 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 as long as I've been watching football, when subs come on, it's generally wingers or attacking midfielders or strikers because you're looking to change or influence a game. You rarely take off fullbacks and centre halves and, and deep line midfielders. Yet we seem to do it on a on a regular basis. There was no need to take Taylor off. Confident, playing well, nice and steady. I thought Lackshaw brilliant for for his. Uh, clearance in the in the dying seconds. I thought it was very very poor. Yeah, really lacking did confidence. The, did you see the one? He was about the halfway line, and then he decided just to take the sandwich and just just chipped it in, chipped it. Yeah. Right to, and there was wasn't even a Celtic player. It just chipped it straight to the centre half. Yeah, it was, yeah. Ni- it was nice te- technique to be fair. Ah, good, it was good takers, aye, good takers. Lots of Oro looked good when he came on. No, and there was one point that was maybe why Brown came off. He was maybe struggling a wee bit just fitness wise because there was one point where Sorrow tracked back his man and made a really good challenge, and then he was putting himself about. Guy decided to crack kick him. He was on the receiving end of a, a backward. He, he just uh, gets up and smiles at it as well move. after he's been booted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you could justify Sorrow coming on, but the, the fullback is a real puzzler for yeah. me. And I actually thought it just brought a bit of pressure onto us. Mother will clearly get a lift from, from their goal. And as we know, oh, I'm going to say a defensive fragility. It's our thing, and I'm fed up saying it, but that's where we're at. So we concede goals and we then go into our shell. And from that point of view, Taylor is clearly a more defence-minded fullback first and foremost. Laxalt does have that kind of all-attacking thing, all-energy thing going on. Why not just keep the fullback who's having a decent game on? I was really, really puzzled by that. And, you know, it, it just brought on that pressure. But as I say, Laxalt, credit to him, he, he gets that uh, clearance at the end. So the way it finished up, as mentioned, Celtic did finish the game uh, 2-1. Man of the match was Stephen Welsh, and pleased to see that. Next up, we've got 
St Mirren uh, during the week what do we expect to see from that one? St Mirren and I could run now um, and I believe he got a good decent result to, today yeah. um, so again we seem to just keep coming up against teams that are in form they're obviously beat, you know, beat us for the, the first time since 1990 the last time we played them what would I like to see less nerves yeah yeah just confidence. I mean, goals bring confidence. And if you put, if 2 0 turns to 3 0 today, it's it's all over. But we know that we're not, you know, any sort of one on two goal lead isn't enough for this Celtic team well, until the whistle blows, that is. Well, what St. Mirren are, are good at is, is putting pressure on on the fullbacks. You know, the way that they played against us at Celtic Park and, and what they did when they knocked Rangers out of the League Cup is they'll, they'll push up onto the fullbacks and mean that the centre halves are going to have more of the ball and it becomes a bit congested through the middle of the park. So Celtic now know that. You could argue they should have known that last week had they done any sort of studying into how St Mirren play, but again, that's a moot point. For me, I think the key is how we're going to combat that, who are the best, or what is the best personnel, who are, who are the best personnel to, to combat that. I just hope that Welsh continues to run the team and we should be going there with a bit of confidence, two wins in a row. Let's be honest, we've absolutely nothing to lose. We should be going gung-ho just to try and win as many games as we can by as many goals as we can and see what happens. Yeah, it should be one to look forward to. So time will tell if that plays out on Wednesday night. So we'll be back with uh, instant match reaction from St Murn on Wednesday night. My thanks to Miff and to Kenny as always and we'll see you again next time. Podcast Network.